safer about what he's listening to. You know what I'm saying? Not that he can't find the words, everything else. I ain't telling you it's some right. end-all, be-all, but, but it's I mean, just you, you can, a little bit better peace of mind. I can get him on the clean version of this stuff and, I, and, and keep it going. YouTube Premium's legit. And yeah. that, and it's, it's, what, it's 20 bucks a month, isn't it? I think it's a little less than that, it, maybe. But it's something like that. Maybe it's yeah. like fourteen ninety nine a month. Yeah. Like here, the, the reality of the situation Mom, she is. She had taken care of us on that one. When, when YouTube now, if you're watching a long video, there's there's, a, there's an ad at there's the beginning. Be a, a break. There's going to be ads in the middle. Yeah. I mean, you yeah. cannot, I mean, it's just impossible. It used to just be at the beginning, right? Mm-hmm. And sometimes you click through it after skip, but, but it's going to come up again. You know, so if you're watching a 20, 30 minute video, and I watch a lot of stuff on YouTube, it's just it's just so worth it. And plus you get in a, you get in a, a YouTube music thrown in which is where everything's on YouTube music. You can access any video that's uploaded on YouTube music, right? So even if it's not like a cataloged song, you can still access like mm-hmm. a video of it and, yeah. and and it'll play. So it's it's just so if you So with that I can't with yeah. the, the I'm going to have to go back to that. Yes. I can't afford Peacock. But so here's the thing I was going to say on Peacock. You heard Goodell, right? Did you hear what he said yesterday I, I know about they said it? Yeah, they, they, that's where it's going. They love it. The streaming thing? Yes. yes. Uh. Their audience they say they got crushed it. Much younger. On Peacock, which is obviously important, you have to grow your young audience. So well, he's there's going to be growing. increased number yep. of games on Peacock. It ain't going away. No, no. Nope. Uh, now he was asked if he would ever put the Super Bowl on a subscription service, and he said, "Not in my time. The Super Bowl will never be on a subscription thing. That, they will no. not do that. No, because so the Super Bowl is a, is where all the casuals come in, right? Mm-hmm. You're gonna you're gonna kill your audience. That needs you, to be ubiquitous. Absolutely right. Like it's 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 the one game a year. It's the one game a year that's you. I guess the playoffs, but not even all the playoffs are yep. ubiquitous because Peacock had Dolphins Chiefs. Yep. You know, and I think they might have had one other one. I don't, no, they didn't. They only had that was the only playoff game. But uh, but yeah, like the Pe- Peacock had the playoff game. They had Chargers and uh and Bills. Yep. Like that's they're gonna ha- they're gonna. Well, you know, and he's clearly add. positioning this to negotiate with Amazon and Apple. Oh, there's no question. Now, I, I don't have Apple, so I don't either. That would be a problem. I do have Amazon, but I don't have Apple. That would, like, damn it, man. Yeah, you know, I, I think we have Hulu. I think we have uh, all the other ones, but I would, I'd have to add Apple. If and I, I don't necessarily want to do that because I don't watch t- I don't watch TV, so I'm not going to get my money out of it. I'm not yeah. going to get my money's worth. No, we get that. You know what I'm saying? So anyway, this is the changing media landscape, right? Um, and it's only going to get worse. A la carte is what it's going to be. I will right, come back with the rundown and more. Stick around, Jason and John. How do you trying to film? ESPN. Cowboys, we got truckers. Broken heart. Yeah, we lost a good one today. Toby Keith, who was battling stomach cancer for several years, gone at 62. He had some hits, man. I mean, Who's Your Daddy, which is what I sing every day when I get home. Uh, Red Solo Cup, I Ain't As Good As I Once Was. Don't forget that one. Um, Beer For My Horses with Willie Nelson, who could forget that one. I'm probably leaving some out. Oh, uh, <clears throat> I want to talk about me. Yeah, want to talk about us. Ah, I think I think people would probably be surprised when they just. Oh my God, his catalog was pretty pretty extensive. Um, how do you like me now? I love me some Toby Keith, man. Should have been a cowboy. Should have been a cowboy. Remember that one, Jason? Now that was not in your. Uh, what car were you? Would you have been driving in '93? Uh, wasn't. 
Absolutely. You were not driving in 93? No. That was in my junior year of high school for what oh, I had wow. my car. I was driving the Matta, the Matta 50 bus. <laughs> well, that would not have been in your Walkman. 50 bus down Poplar. <clears throat> uh, back in those days. But, uh, yeah, that's a, that's a hell of an artist we lost today. No doubt about that. He was actually... I don't know if it happened, but he was scheduled to perform in Vegas the week I was there. Special two-night event. Wow. And I and me and me and my buddy thought about it, like, you know, he, this is probably gonna be it. Yep. Like this is probably gonna be the last time. I mean, he was because it was he's very sick, you know. Yeah. And uh, we ultimately did not decide to go, but uh, Toby Keith is an absolute legend. And uh, and, I'm, and I'm not even getting I'm not I'm not talking about Toby Keith in terms of politics. I'm talking about Toby Keith the singer. Uh, because they are two different things. Yes. And uh, he was an absolute legend uh, in the country music genre, no question about it. I've mean, so many times I was, you know, riding to school listening to his music, man. Absolutely. Rest in peace, Toby Keith. Every day around this time we do the rundown. Go. It's the rundown with the biggest stories of the day from Jason and John on 92.9 FM ESPN. First story. I mean, you should have said something there. I mean, I, you know, I can't. Just, no, I can't bro. Just there are some speak. things like the, like the Randolph Childress interview. There are just some things you're better equipped to handle, and it's not just a race thing. As that's why I brought up the right. RC example. Right. They, well, you I, see what I'm saying? Very, very there, prudent. There, there are some things that. Just better you handle. That's right. And I thought you handled that Toby Keith. What was your well. favorite Toby song, if you had to say? Don't play with me. It's not the time for play play. Right? Okay. Rest, rest in peace, as you said. Those were the final words. Okay, those were the final words. A uh, goat. There is a... Uh, there is a for the music. Uh, bubble Watch up at ESPN.com uh, by John Gassaway. <clears throat> and it will probably not surprise you that if there are two categories which are should be in... Uh, well, there's three. Locks should be in and work to do. That Memphis is in the work to do category, right? Yep. That's a that's a that's that's it's where they are in every every piece that's written about the bubble right now. So unfortunately, <laughs> the gas man writes the following: Prior to recording a two point win over Wichita State, the Tigers lost four straight and tested the ability of mock brackets to keep pace. Even now, you might find Memphis in the field in this or that projection. However. The safest assumption might be that Penny Hardaway's group wouldn't hear its name called if the season ended today. True, the win at A&M and the ones at home over Clemson and Virginia still look good on the profile. What appears more worrisome, however, is a net ranking in the high 70s. Unless your name was Rutgers in 2022, history hasn't been kind to teams showing that kind of number on Selection Sunday. At 16-6, and the Tigers have work to do. So that's what John Gassaway had to say about Memphis. He He had FAU as should be in. Which I kind of find interesting. Are they not a lock at this point to be in? They're in the top twenty-five in February. They're not a lock. I guess they could ish the bed, but it seems unlikely. I think they're a lock. Well, it's kind of funny. Like maybe Memphis and FAU sort of have something to do with the other, right? Like they could flip flop if Memphis and you know what I'm saying. Um, American uh, FAU becomes a lock if they beat Memphis twice. Uh, Memphis becomes should be in if you know, and then you maybe flip flop. I don't know. It's interesting. Because, like, if you lose to Memphis at home right now, that's a quad two loss, right? Uh, with Memphis where in the net now? 70, in the 70s. You lose to them there? Here? Yeah. If you lose to if you, if FAU loses to Memphis at home in Boca Raton, that's yeah. a quad two loss, amazingly. Um, but, you know, I don't know. Um, so, yeah, he has, he has FAU should be in and Memphis with work to do. I've been... I've been really crunching some numbers here on these Memphis lineups, <clears throat> and what you do find 
what you do find a lot in the data. And some of the, some of their you know some of this is noisy because you know a lot of lineups have played together, you know, and so there haven't been, there hasn't been as much as the sample size. But the best lineup that Memphis has had this season by a long shot is uh, Quinterly, Walton, Mills, um, Jordan, and Dandridge. That's the that's the best one they've had by yeah. a long shot. They were they were humming when they had Mills. Um, and so, so that makes sense. And I think I think the big part of it, Jason, is because they were better defensively. Like that's actually the uh, that's actually the diff- a big part of it. Dropped off a cliff defensively. Yeah, like it's <clears throat> you know and, and, and they were one point thirty. They were thirty three. They were right there in the high thirties. Yeah, like if you if you just adjust it, you know, to to cause I think that lineup played only sixty seven possessions together offensively, 64 possessions defensively, um, and again, limited sample size, but their adjusted efficiency margin was third in the American behind Florida Atlantic and North Texas. Um, again, Quinterly, Walton, Mills, Jones. I, I had uh, Jordan in there. He wasn't in there. It's, it's Quinterly, Walton, Mills, Jones, Dandridge. That was your best lineup, you know, before Mills got hurt. So then once you get past that, um, it gets a little more interpretive. Like, Walt, the, the lineup we saw that closed the Wichita State game, we don't have as much uh, data on because Tomlin, you know, was coming off the bench and playing with different players. Uh, but it looks like the current best one for Memphis is going to be um, Walton, Quinterly, David Jones, Jordan, and Tomlin. That's their best. That's the one you ended the game with. Yeah. That's your best five. So that was your final eight minutes right there, basically. Uh, with if you substitute Tomlin and Dandridge and keep everything else the same, it's about a six point. You, there's, there's about a six point drop off defensively in the margin. Six to eight point drop off between uh, Tomlin and Dandridge. Just those three bigs are a part of it. Are yes. a part of the seven you and I have been discussing. Exactly, seven, right, guys. So that would put you at a uh, if you go with that five we talked about: <clears throat> Jordan, Quinterly, Tomlin, Walton, Jones. You know, you have a nineteen point four difference in margin, which you know, again, sample size is pretty limited. I think as it grows, um, you know, because they've only played eighty seven and eighty eight possessions together. You know. As it grows, I think the numbers would continue to get better. No questions asked. So, it's just it's just committing to that five mm-hmm. is the is the problem. Um, and look, I mean that's a that's a good margin, right? That's a good. Those are good metrics. They compare well, um, and it's the best you have. So, I would definitely hope that that's what happens. And maybe if you want to try Dandridge instead of Jordan, I'm fine with that, right? But I think Tomlin needs to be in there. That's what I would say. Um, but any, at any rate, we'll see if Memphis can, can commit to it. They're not in action again until Temple on Thursday uh, on the road. So we shall see. But that's the latest on Memphis. Work to do. Next story. Uh, Grizzlies play tonight. They will take on the New York Knicks, who had won nine in a row before Saturday. Lakers got them, uh, ended, that, uh, ended that streak for the Knicks. But uh, they are big favorites tonight, 14.5-point favorites. And a big reason why is because you look at the Grizzlies' injury list, more of the same in terms of the story for the Grizzlies and Al shorthanded. They will be tonight coming off that 40-point loss to the Celtics. was their fifth straight loss. 
but doubtful tonight is Jaron Jackson Jr. with right hip soreness and Xavier Tillman Sr. Now they list left knee injury recovery. Uh, Xavier Tillman Sr. may very well be on a new team uh, in a few days. He seems like one of the likely candidates on that expiring contract. And, and again, with his versatility defensively, could help a contender. Maybe you can uh, help each other out and he can he can go somewhere you know, that's a more competitive situation or a playoff situation. Questionable tonight, Santi, Conchar, Derrick Rose, Vince Williams Jr. So hopefully you at least get Vince Williams Jr. back out there. Uh, you will have Zaire Williams out as well as the usual suspects, LaRavia, uh, Brandon Clark, Desmond Bain, John Moran, all those guys. Old Depot too, is going to be on this thing until he's uh, eventually, I imagine, cut loose. Uh, because uh, had somebody asked me, are we going to say, no, no, you're not going to see Old Depot. Uh, who they right. acquired in the trade from the Houston Rockets for Steven Adams. Um, again, trade deadline is Thursday. That feels like the biggest thing right now. It's not just Xavier Tillman. Could a team you know, offer you something for Luke Kennard, who was shooting the cover off the ball this season, at least something uh, that we would be worth kicking the tires on, whether it's, again, acquiring more picks, whatever else we know Kennard, you know, from a uh, as well a, a salary standpoint, in a place where we expect the Grizzlies still to be looking to cut salary again, especially if you're having to add a decent price-tagged center, there may still be some moves with that, although clearly you love Kennard shooting, even if you're talking about a rotation next year, includes him and Bain as your top guys. Could see it either way. Xavier Tillman feels like the obvious one. Wouldn't rule out Luke Kennard. We'll see if there's more action. Maybe in some of these deals, John, too, we'll, we'll see a consolidation of moving on of Zaire Williams or you know to take a Killian Hayes, an expiring contract, if you can ship some of these wings out of here, consolidate in a way. Yep. Killian comes off the books. Uh, that's something we could see, but doesn't feel like anything major. I don't. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it happens, but it doesn't feel like you're going to get your starting center uh, to put next to Jaron Jackson for next year here in the next couple of days. Like that move feels like it's to be determined. Because again, one of the things that could work in your favor for that is the lottery pick, mm-hmm. which you won't know until after the season now. And you could include the value of that thing. Uh, could be your best asset in terms of acquiring the next guy in terms of center. So we'll see what happens. Again, feels like the most action right now in terms of newsworthiness is with this trade deadline that goes down, what, Thursday. Uh, but Grizzlies at Knicks tonight, pregame here on 92.9 FM ESPN at 6 o'clock. Uh, you can l- listen to the great Eric Hasseltine on the call at 6.30. To stick NBA real quick, uh, Joel Embiid going to be out four weeks after the knee procedure. Yeah, that's a tough one. Yeah, recovery, re- rehabilitation. My, my, it's not so much where where will the 76ers be when he's back because they are falling. I mean, the Knicks have, have gone above. It's going to be what he's still capable of. And you would think it's not going to be near the level of where he was, John, because even though he was laboring there at the end before he mm-hmm. you know, finally sort of gave out, I mean, they were playing, we'd seen him on the, you know, not on the injury report, then on the injury report, you watched him, he was really struggling. He was putting together a monster season, really an MVP season, uh, save for not going to reach those 65 games uh, played. But um, to think that he can get back to that level where he's scoring 30 literally every time out, yep, going to be hard to do coming back. I, it sounds like they did the shave instead of the repair because if he's coming back in four weeks off his surgery, that's got to be what it is. But uh, So he'll be effective, but I, I would say that this probably when he went down would rule Philadelphia out of any true contention. Just because I don't think you're going to get the exact same Joel Embiid, and that's the guy you would need if you're going to get through this East, you know, especially the top of it. Yeah, no, it's a, and look, we came. We we're talking about that whole thing two weeks ago. It was not about the injury or not being hurt or whatever. It was about the way they reported it, the way that they did not have. Yeah, Philly didn't handle that well. Yeah, like you got to give people the opportunity to say, I I should or shouldn't 
buy tickets for this game based on people come to see Joel Embiid he's a star. But that know? said, it wasn't some conspiracy. Like, no, I don't dude, think it was, dude was really. Well, yes, they handled like, it. He, they just he, handled he was breaking down is what, what what was happening. Yes, that's clearly happening at his stage in his career. They're fifth in the East now behind. Yes, you know the top three and then the yeah, Knicks can't overcome that one. Not for a long, not for the long term. So hopefully he comes back and he's ready for the playoffs. They're better when he's in. And then if, if we're going to stick in, have you seen, it looks like, again, the feature event of the All-Star break, which is coming up in a couple of weekends here once we get past the uh, the Super Bowl. The three-point participants, according to uh, the athletics tracker of who's in this this uh, these events, Dame Lillard, Tyrese Halliburton, Donovan Mitchell, uh, ESPN has reported Donovan's in it, Malik Beasley, no, why again, I don't need him, Jalen Brunson, Lori Markkinen. Steph is going to do his own shootout. Did you see that, John? We didn't, we didn't discuss that with uh, Sabrina and Escu. I did see that. Uh, he'll do a one-on-one. And apparently, she's, I know she said she would shoot from the NBA three-point line. It sounds like she's going to be shooting still from a WNBA line and that a one-on-one. Um, and then for the dunk contest, nobody's been announced. But according to Shams, Jalen Brown is considering. Yeah. Would you watch if it's Jalen Brown versus Mac McClung? Because Mac McClung has an invite back I mean, after Jaylen winning. I mean, Jalen going to be in it? He, he, look he at how Brad brightened up. Yeah, he loves it. I love wow. McClung. I love McClung. McClung's a Did star. Did he save the dunk contest last yes. year? Yes. The way you sat up y- in your chair yes. to act like it. The Dude, answer is yes. We got to play that Elvis hit. We got we to play that Elvis hit right now, bro. Ready? Uh, he's what? He's what? <laughs> he's what? That's y'all did. Y'all did race, take. Boys. Y'all did take a lot of pride hey, in it, hey, didn't you? you I guess I had forgotten how much yeah. pride y'all took in that win. Mm-hmm. I was happy just regardless because I enjoy the the McClung kid. <laughs> but he's he didn't even look. What did he get? Like wasn't the thing? He was a G leaguer last year. Yeah. We were letting him in. Yeah, that was part of it. I don't know why. He's just an interesting player. He's a hell of a dunker. He he is a terrific. Is he even dunker. playing this year in the league? I don't know. Nope. I, G Osceola Magic man go. with Osceola. He's in Arkansas? No, I, that's, I, I'm assuming Osceola, Florida. The Osceola, Florida, the Magic. If he, was from, if, if he was from Osceola. They said, do you think the, uh, the Magic's G League team's in Arkansas? <laughs> Maybe not. They, Osceola does deserve a G League team. No, the, <laughs> they got John Martin Street, and that's about it. Yeah. That is it. They have, uh, uh, And then you got Cortez Kennedy there in Wilson. Yeah, as league sources there, said in December Brad. that McClung had been in... Shall we play for the 27th time? Big Mac McClung in slow mo. Brad Carson. He's what? He's He's what? He's a what? Well, bring him from the G League then. Yeah. Yeah, no, that, well, that died what, quickly. What, what uh, you, Jalen Brown, again. We should give Luxora if, a G League team while if, we're on the subject it, of Arkansas cities. Uh, Jalen Brown, if, if he does decide to do it, the Celtics guard would be the first time since 2017 that a current All-Star competed in the dunk contest. We don't get All-Stars in the dunk contest mm-hmm. anymore. So I guess for that reason alone, I'd be for Jalen Brown uh, doing it if he's going to. The only name we got for the All-Star Skills Challenge with the last two years has been a team thing. As we mentioned it a couple of weeks ago, Wimbanyama's going to do that. Nobody care about the game anymore. No. But the three-point contest continues to at least be the, the one feature event where you can count on having yes. some, of the, some of the league's best. Again, we got Dame, Tyrese, yeah. Mitchell, Lowry Markin, and that's that Lowry Markin, and that's legit.
Yeah, man. I mean, I, I, uh, <clears throat> I've just been stuck on Arkansas getting a G League team here. Yeah. Why does Sabrina not have to shoot from the men's well, three-point arc? She it said seems she, she said she would, but, but she's not but going is that to. Fair? Yeah, that's but, not I mean, fair. No, I mean, she shoots, it's going to be a blowout if she shoots from the men's distance. Well, she, I mean, she, she said she would on Twitter. I'm all about equality on I this don't think thing. It's, uh, she will shoot from behind the WNBA mandated three-point line and with WNBA size basketballs. I, I don't. Oh, I she don't. gets her own ball too. Yes. Yep. She I, gets I the mean, WNBA I, ball. The one she, she plays used, with her league. She, she plays in the league. Why should well, she have to have use to, a heavier ball? The, the men have Steph. to use a bigger one. Yeah, but this that's is the, the game she play plays. Yes. Oh, she doesn't. Well, that's kind of a the men should have to use contest. the women's ball, and the women should have to use the men. Now, if you want to do the line, she's about to beat Steph Curry then. Not a chance. Remember, she went cra- yeah, she went crazy in their in their three point shooting contest though. Unless she's she's going to be she's going to destroy not, him. Steph, she's capable of not Steph's missing. Steph's going to let her win. That's she's winning the contest because we I, live I would in that put age. money if there's a bet on this on Fanduel. You'll bet. So, you can there bet. will be Sabrina, a bet. I'm guarantee. betting on Sabrina already. Really? Pl- boom! Right now because what's she gets to shoot with her ball from her league and her range. Yes. Yes. It's 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 easier. Yes. I mean, well, period. But period, it's, it's, it's relative though. It it's, is. It's relative. It's what she's used to, and she also well, practices what, it. I know, but it's what Steph does the same thing. I know that. So it's like but, I, would, I would agree with you if, like, if if she you, if she played from the NBA and she was allowed to move up. But that's that. It's all. I'm not arguing that. I'm arguing she's going to win. <laughs> so well, she might win. I mean, Steph yeah. may. You know, I mean, I think Steph probably just lets her win. I honestly. think John is probably right that Steph's going to throw it. You think he's not yeah. going to try his best? Yeah, what is no that? chance. He, he looks, like, you, he looks like a bad guy. You get you. nothing from beating her. Everybody already considers you the best shooter. You beat the you beat the woman. They're going to say, you, yes. you know, you went you went too tough on her. Yeah. That's exactly right. right. You look, my point. You look like the bad guy. There's, right? no, That's, there's nothing like, for Steph to gain by going hard against her. Oh, he's absolutely going to throw it. You hit for the nail on Sabrina to gain if she wins. This is all about that. Another reason to bet on Sabrina. Yes, I think it's definitely. No, I think you you're probably on the right horse, but John's the one's right that. No, Steph's I don't disagree with you either. Yeah. I'm not disagreeing with either one of you. You're on the right horse, though, that Sabrina's going to win. Sabrina, cash money. If you want money, bet on Sabrina. But watch her. She's probably going to make every shot. Yes. She probably will. She pretty much She'll make every single the, one of them. In the last contest. It, I've, I've shot from that range. Like, it's compared to a three-pointer from an NBA player. Yeah. Yeah, we'll talk to Trista Crick. Interested to get her thoughts on it, get her thoughts on the Super Bowl. She's she's out there in Vegas uh, all week long, so we'll see how she's holding up and more on the other side. Jason and John, how are you trying to? Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app, the biggest sports radio stations in the country, providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives, streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. FM, ESPN. 92.9 FM, ESPN. If you've ever this uh, this takes me back to uh, Miss Doubtfire. Uh, this song, Krista Crick, 
There's a lovely lady joins us every Tuesday here on the show. Catch her on BetMGM tonight. Every single night on the BetQL Network. She's live in Las Vegas. How's everything treating you, Trista? Oh, it's great. We went to Bruno Mars last night. Okay, all right. Wow. And uh, we ended up getting... I got tickets for me and Ryan and a friend who's in town from D.C. She's uh, she's wanting to be in Vegas for a few days, too. So we ended up getting floor seats for not that much, actually. It was like you could get the 400 level for the same price. So we ended up seeing Bruno 11th row. Wow. And was it a good show? I assume it was a great oh, show. Oh, it was awesome. Yeah. He took, you know what was interesting? And this has never happened to me at a concert before. I don't know about you guys. But they took our phones. Uh, I, so, well, yeah, yeah. I've done that for a comedy show. Yeah, a comedy show. Not comedy a concert. Show. Yeah, so he, I guess he probably didn't want people to watch his show by taking out their phones and using their video function. And uh, there was this, like, probably early on, he came out to 24 Karat and then ended up, the second song was like, this is a spe- special night for me. And and they're like, why? And he's like, you want to know why? He's like, because I took your phone. So he did a whole thing about how he took our phone and how he could do basically anything he wanted right on stage and no one could do anything about it. Wow, yeah, that's interesting. Still put on a great show. And you know what? It's You, you probably enjoyed it more, or at least probably yes. because you didn't yes. have your phone. But it, Absolutely. It, but like that feeling, though, that feeling of, and I know there's like a, there's a way where if you really have to get to your phone, you know, you can, right? You can go to, like, designated areas. I had areas. a watch. I had my Apple. Apple. No, no, you couldn't. You had to leave. I had oh, my wow. Apple watch so I could see text messages coming through. But, no, you could not get to your phone unless you left the Dolby Theater. There's, like, a beauty of it. There's a beauty and, a, and an anxiety to it, right? Like, the beauty mm-hmm. of it is, like, you're really there. You're really present. You're really in that moment. You're really soaking it in in a way that you normally don't soak in things. But then you're like, what if I'm missing something important? Is somebody okay? You know, like you just, you just, there's, that's the, that's the way our brains are wired now, you know? Like you always got to get that dopamine um, and we can't enjoy the moment. Uh, how's the scene in Vegas? The, the, I mean, has it hit? Has it really started yet or, or no? It hasn't, it hasn't really hit quite yet. I think it happens normally for Super Bowl week, wherever you are. Around Wednesday, like Wednesday through Friday, really wet, like Tuesday night, Wednesday, Thursday night, and then Saturday night's pretty good, too, where it's very seedy. But, no, I haven't seen a lot. I mean, we're, we're doing our show at Mandalay Bay in the poker room, which is an awesome setup. The sports book's right behind us. Yep. Really cool. I've played the poker there before, believe it or not, actually. Have you? Yeah. You know exactly what I'm yeah. talking about. Yeah. So that's that's where we're at, and you know that's right near Radio Row. I've seen more media and like personalities, but I've seen like no athletes, zero so far. Interesting. Yeah, maybe that'll that maybe that will um, that will start to trickle in uh, as the week goes on. Um, okay, uh, I know you were you're on Chiefs still. No, nothing has changed your mind about that. Maybe the turf situation maybe fe- makes you feel even stronger, huh? Yeah, I mean, I said this on the show last night. As soon as you're getting all the the video and photos and memes of like, you know, the Chiefs are playing at a are practicing at Allegiant Stadium, and uh, the Niners are practicing underwater, basically, uh, where they're sawed over turf in like rainy conditions. I thought, okay, well, my Chiefs minus seven ticket is absolutely safe. 
Chiefs by a million. If I can get Chiefs minus 10, maybe I'll do that too, just a sprinkle. I just don't see a scenario where, and maybe it's just I'm dumb, but I don't see a scenario where Niners light up this Chiefs defense because we haven't really seen anyone light up this Chiefs defense in a while now. So Buffalo probably had the best, I guess, success rate in terms of like going down the field early on in that in that playoff game, like a hot knife through butter. Like early on, you're like, okay, this feels like they kind of have figured out what buttons to push to exploit the matchup. And maybe it's just a steady dose of Christian McCaffrey. Maybe you end up having like, I don't know, a defensive score for the Niners. I just don't see their offense putting up a ton of points on this Chiefs defense. And listen, dude, like the Niners run defense has been very poor the last three, three weeks. You saw Wilkes come out and and rip the defense for good reason, right? Like, they just haven't been themselves. The Lions were able to go absolutely ham on them, put up 21 right in the first half. Boom, boom, boom. Thank you, ma'am. So the Chiefs feels like they have the the better matchup in terms of their defense versus offense sort of ratio. I like Travis Kelsey in the game, obviously. I think you saw Sam Laporta eat last week or two weeks ago. Uh, in the NFC Championship game. So I think he's got a great matchup, plus the narratives are all there, right, for Taylor Swift, post-Grammy, all that stuff. I like uh, Isaiah Pacheco rushing attempts. I gave that out on the Beat the Books. I saw 15-and-a-half yesterday, so I like the over 15-and-a-half attempts. I don't think you can fade Christian McCaffrey. I'm not sure if I want to back how big those numbers have gotten. You know, the anytime touchdown numbers are crazy. The rushing numbers are like 80-something, 80 86-and-a-half the last time I saw. The all-purpose yards are in the 120s. And I still think he ends up getting it. But there's a scenario with this Chiefs defense where they don't, where he doesn't. Uh, we have seen Patrick Mahomes prove that he doesn't need a high-dollar number one receiver right to make a Super Bowl. But my question, Trista, is that if Kelsey hangs it up, Say they win the Super Bowl and Kelsey calls it a career. Can you still take everything away and Kelsey and Travis and, and Patrick Mahomes be in a position? Do you believe in him that much where he is right here, either either in a Super Bowl, in AFC championships like he's been all of his life? If you take Kelsey away, is this thing still where it's at? Now, and, the, and the defense deserves a lot of credit for what they've done this year, but just if you take is how much of this is Kelsey and Travis and, and Mahomes, excuse me? Yeah, I I think a lot of that is the duo of them, right? I don't know. That'd be like asking if we can keep this defense and then, like, take another, like, Tyree. I guess Tyree Kill was fine. Like, they continued to succeed. But, yeah, I think Travis Kelsey's the most important offensive player outside of Patrick Mahomes. I don't think that's any secret. I wouldn't be shocked if they figured it out, honestly. I really wouldn't. There were plenty of games they won where Travis Kelsey was nowhere to be found, like, having three catches and 25 yards or whatever it was. So, And, listen, you saw how good Sam Laporta came in as a rookie. There's tight ends that are going to be available in this draft. I, you know, there's going to be skilled players like Mike Evans available to go after mm-hmm. for a lot of money. And if you're not paying Travis Kelsey, then maybe you throw the bag at Mike Evans and he becomes your, your number one. And fantasy owners know how scary that is because sometimes, you know, he gives you – absolutely zero, and then sometimes he gives you 150 receiving yards. So, yeah, I, I do think it's meaningful, but would I be shocked if the rain continued without him? No. And I don't think Travis Kelsey's retiring right now. I, don't, I think his stock 
is at an all-time high. I think the Taylor Swift thing makes it even more unlikely that he rides off into the sunset and just becomes Mr. Swift on tour. Interesting. He'd be giving up a lot just to become Mr. Swift. You're right. Yeah. Right? Well, Come on. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I, I don't know if, you know, if, if this is something that you uh, like to be or don't like to be, but you're, you and I are on opposite sides in this game. Officially, yeah, I know that. You know, I know that. And and uh, you know, I actually when I when I actually when I like me and my friends when we watch games and maybe this is I'm I'm weird like this. I would rather be on an opposite side of my friend that I'm watching the game with than the same side. I have You're more. A I have more fun that way. Like I have like it's more like me and my buddy Ernie when we watch these games. Like uh, he was on the Chiefs, I was on the Ravens. And uh, <laughs> and I gotta tell you, like it was just we were talking. You know, I enjoyed that. But then we're just like high fiving and hugging. Oh yeah, yeah. I want I want to talk cash money. I want to talk cash money. That's what I want to do. So I'm gonna be talking so cash you, money to you on Sunday. Get ready via text via I'm gonna via, try to via watch everything it at one of the, via everything. You're gonna Facetime me. Yeah, I'm gonna via watch it at Telegram. One of the you name it from the hospital. Hospital. I'm going to try to watch it from either Circa or BetMGM here in Vegas. Uh, and did you take the other side of it just simply to smite me? Absolutely not. Absolutely or? not. Absolutely okay. not. This is on, Honestly, this is wh- where I'm at at the end of the day. It's, it's, just, it's just never – because it does, right? Like the human element of this is that it feels very simple. Mahomes is an underdog again. Mahomes and that offense and that quarterback as an underdog again. They have gone through the Ravens, who were the best team in the NFL, who demolished the San Francisco 49ers on the road at their place, and they're giving us the Chiefs again as an underdog. But it, it's just not – it's never that simple, is it? Like, it, it's just never – it's never as easy as, you know, oh, just take it, just free money. Because I, you know, I got to believe that if it's still – and we'll see what the number does, Trista, over the course of the next few days. I think the next few days will tell us a lot. The, you know, the money will continue to roll in, and the seven-figure bets will start to, to, to pop in. But it's like, why, are the, why, are, why is everyone so comfortable still giving us Mahomes as an underdog, given especially the way well, that the 49ers have looked? The reason that, uh, from what I understand, and, and I know how much you love our Patrick Everson hint, but the reason that Mahomes is still an underdog is because there is such an enormous amount of people who bet on the Niners at 12 to 1 to win the Super Bowl, you know, preseason. So, if that if those bets don't exist, right? If the Niners came out of nowhere and we didn't expect them and people didn't have all that pre-flop money on them at 12 to 1 where that skews the 50-50 split that the books want to have, right? Between, you know, their liabilities. If that doesn't exist, I bet you, and Patrick Everson intimated the same, you probably have the Chiefs as, as favorites. Well, even okay, so let's say this. Even if the Chiefs were favored, if the Chiefs were minus two, don't you still think people would be mostly betting the Chiefs? I'm just, I'm just presenting that as a anything under three. Don't you think the Chiefs would still be getting lots of money because of the run that Mahomes is on? Maybe, maybe they wouldn't, but I feel like they would. Probably. I don't think the Niners are as public of a team as as the Chiefs are, right? Like, I think Mahomes, you've got all... And, and listen, we talked about Patrick with Patrick Everson about this, too. There's a lot of new bettors that bet the Super Bowl in general 
But there's new bettors that right. are betting simply because they want to bet right. on Taylor Swift. Yes. Yeah, and it's, you're 100% right. That's you are a 100% real right. thing. It is, a, it is a real thing, and it is a whole different audience that you have to manage your risk to because it, it is yeah. going to be – the truth of the matter is, I don't want to generalize, but it's going to be a lot of women that would otherwise not even think about it. You know, like, oh, it would come and go. And you're going to get, I mean, I would say probably hundreds of thousands if I had to guess. And if they're all betting, you know, two bucks, five bucks, I mean, that adds up quick, you know? So I think that's probably definitely a thing where you have a whole new demographic that you are going to reach it here. And, um, and it's, you know, I will say this. I don't mind at all, like, the, the, the shots um, to Taylor during the games. Like, they don't bother me at all. It does kind of feel like the game is a sideshow, though, in some ways. On the or am, or am I like reading too much into it? I don't know. It's just been so much Taylor this week. Yeah, I mean, I think you, if you're a business person, right, and the NFL is massive on its own, regardless. But at a certain point, more of the betting industry and the sports to continue to grow, you have to commercialize it. You have to make it more mainstream than it even is now. And the NFL does a great job of making it mainstream. But these type of pop cultural moments do not come very often. And they certainly don't come organically very often, which is why I was skeptical that they came organically. So if you want to build salary cap, if you want to build betting revenue, if you want to build you know, just more excitement around the sport, then you have to have something else to draw new people in because clearly the game itself is not doing that. So I don't know if it's a sideshow. I think it's maybe the inflection point to a new reality. Makes some sense. Uh, Grammy's moment for you, Trista. Were you watching? Were you not tuned in? Realize you had to did uh, not okay. Did not watch. I did hear that Taylor Swift won Album of the Year when the album. Uh, that she won album of the year for in 2024 came out in 2022, which I do think is a little scripty, a little scripty. Yeah, I think it, yeah. But, but I honestly don't know if there was another album that deserved it this year. I mean, I'm not, I haven't heard every album that's released, so that's the problem. But like, I didn't thought, SZA come out with an album that was, SZA was up. That was nominated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, yeah. but SZA can't, yeah. SZA can't, but yeah, but she's nominated. SZA can't win? She SZA can't beat she, out Taylor Swift. SZA can't win? She can't beat out Taylor Swift. And Taylor Swift's releasing another one. If you're an artist, right now, right now, Taylor Swift is a bulldozer. Anything that would you release an album during the same year of Taylor Swift? If you're an artist, I I would change. I would like say I would postpone. Exactly. Is it? Would you do that? Would you want all the smoke, Trista? I'd be like J Cole. I'm gonna release the album same week as Kanye. That's me, though. She's in the rap category. Yeah, you're. Fate. Rap. Fate. That's right. Fate. Fate. Yes. John remembers. Fate would release the same week as Taylor Swift with no questions asked. No, I probably wouldn't. I'd probably be terrified. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, that's, if you want to win an award, right? If you want to win an award, I think that's the point. Other than that, if you just want to focus on the commercial piece of it. Hey, we were having a debate on the show about, uh, and again, this is not, I know it's going to probably sound a certain way to you, but that's not how we intended it. Do you think that Steph is going to intentionally throw the contest against Sabrina? Why would why would you come up with a conspiracy theory like that? Because he'd be the bad guy if he beats her. Right, you gain nothing. I don't know, man. Like, yeah, 
What what's the a good bit of sense? But like what, Jeff has already got. Can we be honest about something that does not get talked about enough? Like Steph has already had some moments this season where uh, his wife was talking about how he has a foot fetish. And he's kind of like seen as almost like, you know what I'm saying? Like Steph can't be seen as like the guy bowing down to the girl. Like he can't just be out here getting stunned by everybody. Okay, but what's the point of the contest? I'm still stuck on foot fetish. Steph has a foot fetish. We the uh, mainstream. You didn't see Everyone, that? No, I missed that one. Yes. So Aisha okay. Curry went on national television mm-hmm. on a morning show and said that she sends foot photos to Steph. And I said, "Who asked for this info?" It, it, nobody. Nobody asked for it. No one. Wow. No, but I know it now. But, I know it, and I think things about Steph as a result. Okay. Wow. So Steph and Rex Ryan, right? Mm-hmm. Wasn't it Rex? Yeah. Yeah. Like a small a small group of foot fetish. <laughs> Very strange. The foot fetish I mean, brotherhood. F- Steph, Rex, Ryan. Yeah, feet don't do it for me, but hey, you know, I I, I, I guess. But listen, can we really quick, because I know this is a sports show, and we, we try to keep it that, but like men with foot fetishes, just look it up. Like look up what kind of men are into feet and what that says about their interest in power dynamics. And they like to straight be dominated. That's the thing. That's the thing. Just Google it. All it's right, not my then. opinion. It's a thing. So I don't think Steph is getting straight dominated. I don't think she's getting. He's getting straight dominated by uh, by Sabrina because he's that, dominated. My... That, that is a hell of a take because he's dominated in his own marriage. He will yes. crush Sabrina. No, that yeah. There's nothing. Right. There's no reason for this thing to even happen. I had no. I, she, this just took me for a spin. Like, I, I didn't is, know we were going to go here. This is this in this entire thing is mind blown. I'm like Taylor. This mind event blown. is a complete. It's completely rigged. No, like without a doubt in my mind, without a shadow of a doubt, Sabrina's going to win it because no, otherwise people will know if Steph's throwing it. Throw that's is the oh, one well, thing. Oh well, he'll just go a little less hard. He's yeah, not. You know, know if he's there's a way to do it. But like he's there's there's nothing for Steph. Why would you have the event if it's just going to be Steph winning? You you have the event for Sabrina to win. Is that true or false? That's false. You have the event for it to be competitive. But it's like they're yeah, not. You're promoting the WNBA. That's what you're doing, right? And you're yeah, promoting, and, 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 you, and, and so she that's wins. The purpose. She St- Sabrina wins. That's what's going to happen. Mm-mm. I would I, can, not, I, I, I would bet a lot of money. Steph is not. I would bet a lot of money that she's going to win. I'd bet a lot of money that she's going to win for sure. Like someone should ask him. Say, hey, are you going to throw? Well, you, no, no, nobody who never, nobody who ever fixes games is going to admit to doing it before the game happens, all right? I mean that's just not going to. But, but but I'm just saying. Remember, I don't know when's the All Star Game. When is it? Uh, a couple of weekends. Yeah, now. just 18th. Next, next weekend. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, it's uh, the 18th. Hear me now. Believe me later. On Sabrina's winning the three point contest. There's like it's not happening for Steph to win. It's just not. Are there I, odds out there? I don't know. I mean, I think I assume there will be, and if you're giving me plus money with Sabrina, I'm gonna give. I'm gonna it li- limit bet. I don't know what my limit is on on uh, on Fanduel these days. It's pretty low, but uh, if it's if it's probably it, ten bucks, it's probably ten bucks. Yeah, I'll, I, I'll put ten bucks on it. Whatever they give me, I'm gonna have to use Jason's account, man. He's got. They give him max limits over there. <laughs> yep. Come on in, they say. <laughs> so anyway, all right, Trista, enjoy Vegas. Appreciate Thank you so your much, time Trista. as always. Love y'all. Yep, love you too. She is Trista Craig. Joins us every Tuesday here on the show.
she does not subscribe to the conspiracy theory that Steph's going to throw it because of some other I had no idea off the court things. There. Foot partialism or a foot fetish is actually the most common form of fetish, mm-hmm. according to at least one sex therapist. Yeah, I'm not so. I'm not so like. Uh, I mean, that seems like a cycle, you know. So apparently, it's very common. So there are a lot of men. People out there. aren't saying it. You it ain't just, right. It's not up. just Rex and that Steph. That is so strange to me. You, I, mean, I can't remember how Rex got outed. Steph obviously outed by his wife. Mm-hmm. But there are many more of you. You toe guy, John? Uh, toe? He said no. No, no not, not really. All of that is the same to me. Right. And that toe foot region, yeah. all the same. I'm with you on it. Like It's no, it's kind of a no-go zone for no, me. I don't, I, I'm not a big toe no, foot I enjoy, fan. No-go I, zone. It, it, I like that. Yeah, I mean, I think the toe go thing is, is, no. is a separate... No, it's not. It's the same. I know. Thing. Nobody Dude, ever suck on. Dirty. I, well, they do weird well, stuff okay. to them, and that's just yeah. like the bottom sucking on the bottom of a foot. Yes. No, I agree. I, it's all. It's all. But Brad kind of separated. Like right. I, I did kind of. I'm sorry. Yeah, we should like the we toe. Didn't put that all yeah. together. Yeah. Can we put them all together in that yes. region? Yeah. Yes. Toes. If you're down there. Any any you know lower digits, right? I, mean, <laughs> I really don't do much. I know where you go. Go. That's fine. I'm with you. Yeah. Like I'm not a calves man. I'm not gonna really be. Kissing on your calves. No, no. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That would be odd. Exactly. Yeah. That would go into fetish territory that's already a little freaky for hey. me. I don't even want to explore I mean, that. what are you going to have? They're going to have the leg like a damn... It's uh, only going to get uh, dirtier. Chicken wing. It's <laughs> only going to get dirtier. <laughs> like, I, yeah. I, I try to keep it, like, extremely <laughs> simple. Now, and Brad apparently has zones, hot zones. Much oh, like definitely. Like on 2K. No, you know, I... Because yeah. he called it a no-go zone. Yeah, okay, yeah. there are the zones. There, there, there are two that are very important. We'll just stay there. That's a pretty common one for men. Uh, uh, yeah. What, what was she? In, what was she? She said that men who have foot fetishes. What does it say about them? They'd like to be dominated or something. <laughs> That's exactly what she said. That is exactly what she so said. So it's a John. lot of y'all dudes running around here that like to have that be dominated. That foot on your neck. Right. Yeah. There's like well, a, all there's on your like face a, there's a cold. Yeah, like a like a uh, humiliation kink or something like that. <laughs> like I think maybe that's what she's How talking about. How do you about. know that that's in you? I I don't know. How do you even tap in? Know to tap into? That? <laughs> I mean, I, my guess is you probably explore things on, 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 the, on the web you along the way. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and you say, yeah. mm, I want to try that in real life, <laughs> man. I will say this: like people, I, I understand. Like your neighbor is probably a lot we- weirder than, than you, you know. think. Yeah. yeah. Like I, but I could say pretty pretty confidently that in terms of just i'm very standard issue for me like it's like yeah. it's not yeah. we don't Real have basic to, over there yeah we don't have to install the swing we don't have to uh you know what i'm saying yeah it's a very simple it's a straightforward situation. process it's a, yeah yeah i mean i'm a yeah i think i yeah, yeah. exactly right so yep, yep. yeah I, I can tell that jason no longer wants to and he's ended it he doesn't want to offer any other information he dismounted because Perhaps he thinks it's criminating. I really, I really do judge you foot fetish dudes. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.